Hello everybody at home and hello everybody who make the effort to come. I know it's a difficult time for some of you to schlep and come all the way here. So thank you for making the effort, each and every one of you. Um, what we're gonna do, we're gonna address uh, some of the situation that happening in Israel, in the Middle East, and in the same time, um, we're gonna talk about the parasha because you cannot just talk about uh, war or peace or politics without injecting some Torah. You know, so, so you always have to inject some Torah lesson, especially when it's the first portion of the week, and not of the week, first portion of the Torah, Bereshit. Without it, you, you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the information, then what do we really have? So, I would like to start with the Pasuk. The Creator didn't find a vessel that can contain or hold the blessing to the Israelite, like the peace. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? And why is the Talmud say that a person who sees a container or vessel in the dream, should expect peace in their life. And the idea from that more of Brandwein from 1950, he wrote something very beautiful. And he say, when you put water and fire together, the water and fire not gonna mix up. It's not gonna work. It's either water or fire. But if you have a vessel within the idea of mixing the water and fire, you want a warm tea or coffee, you need, you need to use it. What do you need? You need a vessel. So the vessel is basically the bridge between the water and the fire. That's the whole idea of lo matzah. Now, how is that related to our situation right now? I don't need to tell you, those of you who's watching the news, those of you who are, who's following what's going on, it's difficult. Where's the shalom? Where's the peace? Where's the, the, the harmony? Where's some people, uh, I'm in touch with the, uh, Rabbi Ben Chemo from Sderot, and people start developing doubts, religious people, people with Yamaka, people with religion, start developing doubts, what, what happened to God? You know, people have been raped, people have been killed, people have been kidnapped. It's difficult, it's a painful picture. It doesn't exactly wake up in the morning and say, how can I bring peace? You're thinking about how to survive, how to fight back, how to be angry, how to be sad, depressed, all different type of emotions. But somehow the Talmud, the Mishnah, is teaching us that Kadosh Baruch Hu, for Israel, there is one vessel that can contain bracha, which is the Shalom. And for that reason, I think we owe everybody an explanation of what is Shalom. How do you bring Shalom? When people call the Jewish people the chosen people, sometimes they're not aware of what they're saying. Chosen in Hebrew called Segula. Segula comes from the word Segol. Segol, those of you who know the vowels, it's basically three dots. One, another one, and one below. That's how Segol look like. The right one, the Kabbalists teach, is the Chasadim, is the kindness. The left one is the Gvorot, is the judgment. The center one, the one below, it's the balance between the two. So when we talk about the Israelite, we are the chosen people, but not the chosen people from the point of we are the best. We are the chosen people from the point of segula, meaning we are the middle point. Now, how do you bring that middle point? How you come up about that? So that's what Rabbanvan write. You need to learn to make the middle between fire and water. Now, where is the fire and the water? Internally. Each and every one of us have gvorot and have chasadim. We have a side of us which is judgmental and angry and upset and we want to kill whoever kill us. And we have the other side which is chasadim. We want to be kind, we want to give. Usually that group doesn't mix with the other. But if you bring kli, kli, machzik brachal Israel, what is that kli? What is that exactly kli? Where do you find that kli? How do you find that what the Kabbalah is called Tiferet, center column. How do you find it? They say you find it by a person 
study the Torah by the person doing the mitzvot, all of a sudden the person realized that there is two types of mitzvot. One mitzvot is ase, chasadim. One mitzvot is lot ase, gvurot. When a person starts to mix those two forces, then there is capability of bringing that specific balance. Now why we were chosen? <laughs> why us? The center column people, the Yaakov people, the Israel people. What is that chosen business has to do with us? And the idea that the chosen, the whole idea of chosen, we are chosen to bring the two columns together. And if we don't, unfortunately, either the chasadim will be too much, meaning too much kindness, which we believe it's okay, but too much kindness meaning you will be kind also to the enemy. Too much kindness meaning you're going to start loving the bad people. Too much kindness meaning you're going to have no boundaries about how bad can go. Too much judgment is not good because there is good in the world. You got to find the in-between level. Why is the Jewish people? When God gave the Torah, he went to the, all the nations. He went to all the religion. And everybody say, Nishma, let's, let, I want to hear what, 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 what's that? What, what's this Torah? B'nai Israel, they were not busy about, let us listen and understand. B'nai Israel said, Na'aseh v'nishma. We will do, and then we will listen. What we call in Kabbalah, emuna. Emuna, the person reached to the level of emuna, not the level of yedi'ah, not to the level of knowledge. I believe, and that's why I will, I will do. Then later on, maybe I will figure out the reasoning for things. And when we get to that level, that's called segula, am segula, the people of Israel, the people of Yaakov. Right now, unfortunately, if you see the news three weeks ago, we were fighting with each other. The right fight with the left, the left fight with the right. The Ashkenazi hate the Sephardi, the Sephardi hate the Ashkenazi. The tall hate the short, the short hate the tall. Problem, problem. We couldn't hold the two opposite together. We couldn't take the plus and the minus and turn it into a circle of electricity. Unfortunately, in every time, experience from the past, those of you familiar with the Jewish nation, from the time of beginning of time, if we don't know how to get along, if we don't know how to make peace among us, unfortunately, the peace or the war will not come, will not wait, and it will come after us. Is that mean we should blame ourselves? But we need to understand our power, our strength, we are the people of Segula. We are the people of center column. We break center column. We're the people of Israel. If you are Israel, you take the word Israel, it's Li Rosh. Li Rosh. Those of you know Hebrew, meaning the head belongs to me. My mind belongs to me. If you are going, Israel is Sarah, Kisarita Melokim, meaning you fight, you always fight. You either take this side, or you take Lirosh. You want to have Lirosh, balance yourself. Find peace with the people that you don't find them all the time the greatest. But find, find something in common. Right now, when you look at the news, people in Tel Aviv packing food. People in Tel Aviv packing food for the sick, for the doctors, for the nurses, for the soldier, for, for the victim. Where was it before? It was there in potential. But something had to wake it up. Unfortunately, a war, a terrible thing, a victim had to wake it up. How do we wake it up without going to war? How do we wake up that love that we have among us without have to go to tragedy? We don't have to go to tragedy. We don't have to suffer for these things to wake up. We can wake it up within us, but we have to remember that it's about the balance, it's about the center column. It's not about, I'm right because I'm the right wing. I'm right because I'm the left wing. No, I have an opinion. You have an opinion. Now let's find something in between. When you do that, and it's not just with your neighbors, it can happen also with your 
uh, uh, wife or your husband. But the most dangerous things that the person can fall into is spiritual sleeping. When a person is basically sleeping spiritually, and when a person is sleeping spiritually, then unfortunately, there is no awakening. And when is the person wake up? If there is a bomb, Chazu Shalom, falling in New York City, and you're kind of tired because the Netflix show is not as good as you were expected, and the popcorn is not as fresh as you wanted, because uh, what are we worried here in America? Is the popcorn fresh or not fresh? The fruit are from today. CVS will be open. Netflix will be, the video will be on. That's what we worry about. I mean, you don't have to worry about Taliban. Right? I mean, you don't have to worry about Hamas. No. no big deal. So how do we wake ourselves up? How do you wake up? How do you wake up? How do you spiritually wake up? You have to create in your head some type of gratitude for the thing you have. How do you create gratitude? Because gratitude comes for what I say, for chasadim, for good thing. And lack of gratitude, or basically the problem, comes from the kisuim, from the gvurot, from the left column. How do you mix those two energy together? You have to go into places, unfortunately, to see what if. What if? Think about something that is very dear to you. Not somebody, something which is very dear to you. If that would be gone in a second, how would you feel? Devastated. Would you be awake? Say, man, I'm going to eat the popcorn and then deal with it. I'm going to watch my Netflix show and then deal with it. Or am I going to say, hey, I got to feel like this, the chair that I'm sitting on is about to break. I have to feel that the food I'm about to eat will choke me. We don't have that energy because we don't have to. We don't have to. If you think for a second that the people in the party there, that they went to party or the people next to Gaza would ever dream that something would happen. If you think for a second a soldier on the border would ever dream that something like this ever happened, no. And for that reason, the Zohar is telling us there is a pasuk that says, Nirpim Atem Nirpim. Pharaoh is saying to the Jewish people, you are your hand are loose. That's why you think, how can we worship God? Tell us the Zohar, it's not about Pharaoh. It's not about the people of Israel. That's the superficial explanation of the Torah. The deep explanation of the Torah is when people are nirpim, when people feel their hands are loose, eh, no big deal, is the most dangerous zone of your life. If you're spiritually dead, but the body's still alive, you're still going to watch Netflix, eat your popcorn, make a, a run around the park, watch the duck, that's still dead. You're not alive. Being alive is being connected to the creator, being connected to something stronger than just the body. It's got to be the spirit, the soul. When you love your children, you love them because they look good, you love them because they speak well, or you connect to the soul. What is the essence? What is the fire of that soul? That's a different level of connection. Please. Whatever happened in Israel, we know that Israel is just the DNA, as the Zohar call it, the DNA of the world. Whatever happened there has to happen after that all over the world. And please remember my words, whoever watched me on YouTube, has to. Not maybe. I'm not predict the future. It's not maybe. It has to happen. We can stop it. We can prevent it. But we cannot be nirpim. Atem nirpim. And the way to stop it is think about this one thing which is dear to you, or one person that's dear to you. What if they would be kidnapped at that party? How would you feel? What will happen to you? No, no, what will happen? You'll be sitting here and kind of, mm, let me hear what this guy has to say. Or your whole body will be shaking. That shaking of the body is what creates the center column. And that part, when the Jew lose the center column, no hope. For that reason, it says, Lo Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kli Machzik Israel. The Creator couldn't find a better vessel 
that holding the blessing for Am Israel, then the shalom. Mazah shalom. What is that shalom? Shalom between right and left. Shalom between chasadim and gvod. Shalom between differences within my mind. Now we know that the idea is not to awakening a hate against Palestinian, Hamas, what else you have there, Hezbollah, Iranian, Jordanian, I don't know what else is hating us. And I know there's many Holocaust museum, people go there, and then they hate the Nazi and the German. What if I tell you that you have a remote control that can prevent the next event? You have it in your hand. Otherwise, why are you the chosen people? Just to be called chosen? You wake up in the morning, I'm the chosen. <laughs> I don't know what I was chosen for, but they told me I'm the chosen. My father told me I'm the chosen. My grandfather told me I'm the chosen. I have no idea what I was chosen for, but I'm the chosen. Chosen means that there is something to be done. What is, what is that you can do? We were chosen to create, as I say, the center column. Center column being the ability to put the two sides together. When you take, when you take the light bulb and you have minus and plus, if you put them together, it will be explosion. If you put the filament, you have light. That light that you bring between the two sides, it's called love. And until you're not capable to love, until you're not capable to activate the love force within you, it didn't reach spirituality. How do we know that? My son, Michael, asked me a very good question. He said the goyim has also mitzvot. The goyim has seven mitzvot. My son asked me a great question. One of the mitzvot that the Jewish has, love the neighbor as thyself. The right, it's, it's mitzvah from the Torah. You must love the neighbor as you love yourself. On top of it, the after metager. We're supposed to love the convert. We're supposed to love the, not only the convert, the person who lives in our country. Must. This is one of the mitzvot in Mitzrayim. Because you were also a foreigner in a different country, so you have to learn to love. So the Torah is a Torah of love. The Torah teaches us how to love. So we are the people of Israel. We need to learn how to love. How do you love in a situation like that? They kill your brother. They kill your sister. They kidnap people. Where do you find the awakening of love within you? For that reason, Rav Ashlag, without going to details because I was teaching it already here, the whole idea of love, like what is love? I mean, people ask love. Love is coming to stages. Love doesn't come like that. Those of you who are married, those of you who have boyfriend, girlfriend, those of you who have friend, love is as to start with four stages. And the first stage is, is love with condition, meaning you don't love the person, but there is something going on between you. He's giving you a gift, you're giving a gift. Yeah, you're kind of liking each other. But first, maybe before that, you were fighting. But because he bought you chocolate, you bought him a tea bag, everybody's happy, now you, you love each other. But it's with the condition, tea bag versus chocolate. Yeah, you know. Second level of love, if you love each other, because you keep giving gift, you never fought before. Third level of love is unconditional love, but it's not absolute. Meaning, I love you, but I don't know everything about you. But if I knew something about you, maybe I wouldn't love you. That's called absolute. No, it's unconditional. Unconditional, but not absolute. Unconditional and absolute love is when you love the person and you know everything about them. That's how you grow in the level of love. Now, people will ask, where can I find the perfect person that I can love unconditionally and absolute? Well, let me tell you the news. You can never find them. It's in you. It's in you to awake that ability to love unconditionally. It's within you to awake the ability to love absolute. If the person is not being awake, the idea of love, it's not going to be awake. We know it from the Shira Shirim. You have to be awakening the love until the love will be called, until the love will be asked. So until a person is not being awake there, the concept of love, it's not going to be awake by itself. And unfortunately, in a time like this, it's a very difficult to even think about the concept of love, to think about the concept of forgiveness. How can we even think about it? Well, if you are observing the Torah, if you're part of the concept of the Torah, 
you have to work on that. I'm not asking you to love the killers. The Masechet Brachot, the Talmud Masechet Brachot say, uh, whoever, whoever is uh, uh, cruel to, uh, to, whoever nice to cruel people, whoever nice to cruel people eventually will be cruel to nice people. Okay, did I say it correctly? Yes. That's what Masechet Brachot said. So Masechet Brachot is explained. You cannot just love people who are cruel. It's not, nobody asks you to do it. But your brother and your sister from your nation, from your people, from Bnei Israel, that's your mitzvah. So sometimes in the synagogue, or you're going in a dining room, or you're going on a vacation, or you're going on an al, and everybody's Jewish there, and somebody, you put a diet coke here, they took it from you. Not nice. What, what's the mitzvah then? You gotta love them. Mitzvah. You gotta love them. But I don't wanna love them. Lo Kadosh you gotta find the peace between you and your brother and your sister. You gotta find that. When you have that, there is nothing that can touch Bnei Israel. The achdut, the unity between the Israelites kept us perfect. When the achdut is gone, there is a crack in that security. And unfortunately, when there is that crack in security, I know everybody wanna know what's happening in Israel and so on and so on. As somebody who served in the Israeli army, I will tell you something. With all the infantry that I did, with all the things they did, with all the missiles, with all the tank, with all the F-35 that everybody dwell on, there's only one thing and one thing only. And the one thing is you dwell on the force that's called the creator. Because if you don't dwell on the force called the Creator, you may believe that this physical thing that may change something in the world. And I'm not disrespect Shalom Israel. I'm not disrespect the IDF. Of course, we need to do something by Asiya. Of course, we need to do something physical. But remember, there is a magic. There is a magic in the forces when there is unity among them. Now, we know that in Sukkot. We pray for 70 nations. I don't know if you know that. The first day of Sukkot, we have 13 parim, 13 bulls that we pray for. And the second day of Sukkot, we have 12. And keep counting until the seventh day, we add se seven parim. If you count all of it together, you're going to add it to 70 bulls that we sacrifice in the Holy Temple. What for? The Zohar is teaching us those 70 bulls is not for, for the Jew. Those 70 bulls for the goyim, for the non-Jew. We are praying for seven straight days for the non-Jewish people that their life will be good, that the sustenance, that the economy, that the peace, everything will be okay for them. What is Simchat Torah then? Ah, Simchat Torah is when God come down to say to us, thank you for taking care of the universe. This is actually what happened in Simchat Torah. That's what we dance with the Torah. God said to the angels, look at my people. You know those, the chosen people I told you about? Those the people who pray for the world for seven straight days while they sleep in the sukkah, eat the sukkah, they care about the world. How beautiful it is. So I want to give them the Torah every year on Sivchat Torah. That's how God enjoyed that. So what happened? This is even raising more doubts. I talked to my friend, Rabbi Ben Hamu from Sterot. So he told me that it's difficult. It's very difficult. People lose, I don't want to say religion, but people lose their faith. It's very difficult. Very difficult to know that you are in the house and around you there is terrorists going from house to house and they're inside the house. They're inside. And you don't know if they're coming to yours or not. It takes time. I don't know if you know. It's called tiur, clarification of an area. That's what it's called in the army language. It takes time. You go to every apartment, every house. You have to make sure to distinguish between the citizen of the house to the terrorist. Sometimes you don't know because they don't dress differently. And you would never know the different. It's a very tough job that the army is almost finished doing. I'm sure you know about it. I don't think I'm telling any secret. And uh, so he said, you know, when I talk to him, I'm home. Said, I'm home. I cannot get out of the house because we have to wait until they clear every apartment. They clear everything in the area. Because we talk about, about I mean, 300 terrorists went in and they don't know where they are. So it's kind of scary. It's not, it's not a fun feeling. It's a scary feeling. You get angry, you get sad, and you want to torture them back. After you pray for seven days for the nation, if that's what you're getting back. 
And I cannot, again, for people on YouTube, I cannot give you an answer to please you. This is not what it's about. But it's about that we will understand our power. Our power is a power of love. Our power is a power of unity. Our power is how we back each other up. If you live in New York, those of you who live in New York, back each other up. Ask your Jewish neighbor, how are you? How is everything? When Purim come, make sure you send many of those bags for Mishloach Manot to every door. Every door. Donuts is coming, right? I mean, this is Hanukkah. Don't be cheap. How much donuts cost? Just get some donuts for people. Ask people, do you have the menorah? You have olive oil. Go out of your way. Go out of your journey to make sure that your brother and sister are okay. They have food. They have jacket. They have coat for the winter. Do not hold back your love. You hold back your love. Unfortunately, there is a crack to where the dark side is going to go in. Now, as I said before, I want to do it after that to pray with you. But before we do that prayer, I want to give you also something from the parasha. And the parasha is parashat Bereshit. I don't need to tell you, I mean, the major part of the parasha is the snake, the serpent, and Eve. That's the toughest meeting exists in the Torah. And unfortunately, most people have no clue what's going on. What happened? Eve, what happened? Snake, really? This little snake come and talk to you? And let's say he's talking, right? Like Shrek is talking to you and he's telling you, eh, not sure about what God was saying. Eat. Eve? Eve was holy. It was before the sin. She was pure. She was perfect. She was coming from benign Kabbalah. She was the second generation of human. That's even better than Adam. She cannot go wrong. It was a perfect creation of human being. That's what Eve was. How can that happen? That's what Rav Ashlag asked himself about that sin. So let's go through the old story for a second. The snake approached Eve, and then it will help us to understand how exactly snake function, and through that you will know when the snake approaching you. Because we're all going to be approached by snake this week. So be aware. The snake come to Eve and say that. Af ki amar elokim. Even, that's the translation, even that God tell you, don't eat from the entire garden. That's what he say. But af also been anger. Af vechema. Been anger too. Af been nose, by the way. That's why it's anger. So he's telling Eve, even God say, don't eat from the entire garden. And Eve right away answer, no, 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 no. He didn't say from the entire garden. He just say from one tree, from the entire garden, we can eat as much as we want. But he said not to eat from this tree and not to touch it. God never said not to touch it, by the way. And by the way, God never commanded Eve. He commanded Adam. And then Adam told Eve what God commanded him. So she never heard it directly from her husband. For that reason, the punishment later after that to Eve, that you will be under Adam. Because before that, she wasn't under Adam. They were equal. Because God spoke to Adam, Adam spoke to her, and because she listened to the snake, instead of going back to listen to what her husband said that God said, she had to be Ishech im Sholbach. That was the punishment. Your husband or your, or your man would be above. Not because it's a, it's a feminism or chauvinism as people try to make out of it. No, it's simple because she should listen to where the message came from. But that's beside the point. The snake keep seducing give, and he said that to her. That's the toughest question in the Torah. He said, her, do you believe God can create something bad? What would you do if the snake asked you that? Do you believe that there is a creator? I'm talking about before the sin, before it was evil in the world, before it was any negativity. The snake is asking a tough question. Do you believe that God will create tree of knowledge which is bad? Okay. I mean, what's wrong with you, Eve? Are you doubting the force that's called God? Ah, Eve. She was confused. And then the snake saw that he have an opening. He said, well, you know what this tree is? It made me feel negative. It made me feel bad. But because God wants you to be able to work on yourself for the sake of sharing, which he was not wrong about that, and transform the negative into positive. 
He said the truth. So what was the lie of the snake? Because when you say dvar sheker, when you say a lie, the way you say sheker, sheker means lie. It's built from three letters. Shin, kuf, resh. Kuf and resh is kar, cold. It's the two letters of the dark side of the klipa. Always remember, kuf and resh. Kar, the two letters belong to the dark side. Shin, like Shabbat. Shin is a letter that belongs to the Gdusha, to the holiness. So when you person want to lie, you always put a little bit of truth within it. So he didn't lie about it, that she's supposed to transform everything about the tree. But he was lying about the timing. That tree cannot be transformed till the Messiah will come. Or in her case, till Friday night. She didn't wait till Friday night. On Friday night, it was the time to transform that negative into positive. So he didn't totally lie the snake. He gave her the truth about the purpose of humanity. Humanity purpose is to take negative things and turn them to positive. Negative business and turn it to successful business. Negative relationship and turn it to a good relationship. Negative enemy and turn it into a lover. This is the humanity goal. We are here only for that. There is no other reason. We turn bitter to sweet. Now, if we will sit and wait and be on TV or on the internet and wait for something negative to turn to positive, then we're going against what we promise. Nase v'nishma. Nase v'nishma. We're supposed to do something. Nishma, later. But nase. What about your nase? Do something. Go do something. Go make things better. Go look for your neighbor. Or you can spiritually fall asleep, go back to your hello, I don't know, Yahoo or a different type of channel to watch your TV series or to watch your baby growing up and go to school, go to college, get a job, the regular things and again and again and again. Or you're going to wake up. What am I doing in this world? I'm making money. What am I doing in this world? I want to live till 120. For what? What is your mission in this world? Your mission is to turn the negative into positive. You have an issue with your wife. You have an issue with your husband. Find out what the issue is. Can I, can I overcome it? Can I work on myself so it will be better? Can this person who bothered me can be tomorrow my friends? Can I turn that negative person into my friend? Can you imagine a world right now? In this middle of that tough situation we're going through. Can you imagine a world that there is a peace in Israel? Very difficult to imagine. Very difficult. Very difficult. I remember as a soldier, I had to go on buses. My friend has to go outside with a gun. Has to go out inside. We take turn. And you see the 40 people who hate you, basically. They're not going to love you. No, it's not going to change. How can I believe even in my mind that that's possible? I remember standing next to Rabbi Akiva in Tveria and tried to make a prey and a missile hit. Okay, about 100 meters away. I have pictures of that. And you see the smoke and everything. And uh, we continue praying. A group of people who just came out of a mikveh and we got coming there. And uh, my wife and me are there with a group of tourists. That was the embarrassing moment. So I want to take you uh, to Israel as we're landing. Uh, the war with Hezbollah began. So my wife and me is a bit, you know, we, we weird a little bit, we're crazy a little bit. So we decided to go to the north and uh, couldn't find the driver. So I said, my wife, I have to find the driver. There's tourists come from all, over, from all over the world. What am I going to tell them? They pay a lot of money for the airline, hotels. We took care of everything. Can't can do this to me. So let's go maybe around Tel Aviv and show them Tel Aviv. I said, what Tel Aviv? I brought them Sfat. Look, look at it. Pamphlet, Sfat, Rabbi Shimon, and they have a list. What am I going to do? I said, what are we going to do? I said, we have to go. So, okay, you want to go crazy? Let's go crazy. So I remember that meeting. I'm sitting with all of them. I say, uh, remember, I'm standing right now, and there's a lot of people in the room. I say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want you to know there is an attack on Israel. So if you just don't want to come to the north, <laughs> I thought they are going to tell me no, all American. I'm totally understanding it. And they look at me and say, no, we, we're coming. I said, do you understand? Those are missiles, those are big. So we're coming. I said, Debbie, we will find me a driver. We couldn't find a driver. 
in the end, it was a Muslim guy actually, who agreed to drive us. True story. Now we're going to the north. Muslim from Israel, not, I don't know if you know, some of you don't know how the politics in Israel work. There is Palestinian, there is Muslim who live in Israel, there is Hamas, there is, so don't mix it. Not every Muslim will, will shoot you. There is actually Muslim who can eat hummus with you and be okay with it and say, I love you to you. So most of you don't know that because you never live there. So the driver is driving us, good deal, good money. He's scared, he's very scared. He have license to drive around Israel. And as we arrive to the north, no people because there's missiles. And we are the only civilian in Israel with tanks and everything. And uh, I said to the people, are you sure everything okay? There is two rabbis with us. And the two rabbis tell me, Leal, you know what you're doing? He said, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I want you to know. If you want to go back home, go now. I don't know what I'm doing. I go with my belief system. Where my belief system will take me, I, I know you're there. I hope so. So I'm stopping in a corner that's called a rabbi named Abba Khalafta. And I go to Abba Khalafta corner and I say, Abba Khalafta, you remember we're coming here every, every year and I'm asking you, we're going to the north. Before we go into the north, please bless the people with me because I don't know how to protect them. We arrive to Tveria. As we arrive to Tveria, there is missile start landing. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been next to missile landing. The whole ground is shaking, very scary. And we continue to pray, we continue. We came back home at 3 a.m., we left, we left the north. I have to tell you, we went to Rabbi Shimon, went to all the tzaddikim. And the driver, whose name is Mahmoud, decided to go inside to the cave with us. I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm scared. Is it okay to come with you? I said, come with you. In the meantime, my mom called. I left the phone on the bus. My mom, shalom, called. And he answered the phone. So my mom already made a movie in the red. My son was captured by Hezbollah. That's it. He answered in Arabic. And I said, wait, this is it. I told him, no, I never trust my son. I always tell him not to do those trips. And, and then I called my mom. I said, are you okay? I said, no, I'm okay. Just the driver's Mahmoud. He said, no, 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 no. I just start screaming. I said, I'll call the Seder. What I'm trying to tell you, in a story like this, can you imagine? Can you have it in your imagination? There is room in the brain for peace in Israel? Do you have a room for that? If you don't have a room for that, then there is no room for that. Remember that. If you don't have room for that, then there is no room for that. If you have a room for that, then first you believe in the Torah, you believe in our prophet, that eventually it will be a peace in Israel. How it's gonna start? By peace among us. Until we don't get along, and it's not the people, by the way. The people who have to get along first is not the people. It's not the student, it's the rabbi. When you see rabbi start being together in one room and love each other, you know Mashiach is on the way. People actually can get along. A little wine, a little champagne, eh, they laugh already and everybody's okay. Eh, don't worry about it, I forgive you. You put, and I'm not speaking against me or against my other friend, it's not easy, not easy. We have a little ego when we teach the Torah, we, have like, we walk like that. And today I start thinking about it. Can I see somebody who sent me a message? I want to challenge you. Would you be open to teach with any rabbi? I say, challenge me, and don't ever stop challenging me on that. After what I saw in Israel, any challenge that you tell me, you want to come to teach with that rabbi, this rabbi, any rabbi, I'll be there for you. No matter where it is, it doesn't matter. Because until we don't learn to get along with each other, there's no hope. Don't expect peace until you have this cliche, Machzik Brachali Israel. And how do you, this rabbi have this style, beseder. This style, beseder. All in the style, okay. We need them all. Because to paint a big picture on canvas, you cannot just use white color. You cannot just use white and black. It's boring. You have to use different color. A little purple, a little red, a little brown, a little yellow. You mix it up. It's actually a nice picture. The same thing in your own home. The same thing in your own house. Your wife, your husband, they are different. Your wife is not the same like you. Your husband is not the same like you. We're all different. What are you going to do? I had the person who talked to me, and they got married and got divorced. Six and a half months, gone. So I said, that's quick. I mean, how bad? Was he shooting you? Was he punching you? It's good morning. How bad it has to be? She said, no, no. It was two problems. 
one time he was questioning me about how to put things on the stove. So okay, I can see, I can see that's difficult. And the second thing that happened, he said one time that he loved me, and then he said, maybe I'm not loving you. And then I knew it's over. So I thought, you know, maybe I drank too much cognac, or maybe it's too much scotch. I enjoy, I enjoy a good kosher cognac. See, can you repeat, please? I said, repeat again. She repeat. I said, you, why didn't you come to see me? Please, why divorce? Why? We, we divorce from people just because they don't, they don't like, I don't know, broccoli or because they don't wear the right dress, or the nose is too big. What, what's, what happened to us? What happened? What happened to us? We're just busy not liking people. Our life as a Jewish nation, our life as the Israelite, Bnei Israel, the chosen people, is to find love among us, to find the mechane ameshutaf, to find the common ground. This is what we are here to do. Not all the time I agree with my wife. Actually, most of the time I disagree with my wife. 98% I don't. Nothing I agree with my wife. She will put the clock here. We move to a new apartment. I will ask myself, why here? Why here? It's not belong here. It's actually bothering me when it's here. But you got to find the center column. When you find the center column, it's actually perfectly exactly where it is. I know a guy... He's a pilot in American Airlines, a Jewish guy. Actually started to become a rabbi, then get tired, become a pilot. Become a pilot, true story, great guy, great guy. He got divorced, why? His wife mixed the dime with the quarter, true story. And I, I said to him, no. He said, yes, I told him many times. Not to mix the white shirt with the blue shirt. Not to mix them. Not to mix the coin. I said to him, man, there's a psychologist. You have OC. You have obsessive compulsive. We can, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. We can, you have four kids. We can make it happen. I said, no. Unfortunately, unfortunately, got divorced. Got married. Amazing woman. Got divorced again. Got Three times. When I talked to him right now, I said, are you sorry? Are you sorry for the missed opportunity? So no, I'm going to keep trying finding love. Love is not external. Love is not internal. If you're not capable to change the vision, don't look for love. Love means I'm changing the vision. I'm changing the POV, the point of view, how I look at life. If somebody upset me, yes, I might have an anger issue. I might have lack of forgiveness, all of this nonsense. But in the end of the day, can I imagine a better life? The question for you, can you imagine peace in Israel? Do you have it? Or the snake already took over and the snake tell you, Afki Amar Elohim. Is it maybe Elohim was confused when he gave you the commandment on the tree of knowledge? No. You keep the certainty for strong about positivity. And sometimes to fight positivity, it's very hard to, the negative is so much in your brain and to come with positive things, it's almost impossible. The family of the victim in Israel, so sad to see the mother, to see the father, to see the sister, to see the brother, to see this pictures that I, I never experienced, even I was in 73, I was in 82 in Lebanon war. I was myself in Lebanon myself. Picture like this, never, never seen something like that. This is one of the worst thing I've ever seen. And I said to myself, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm an emotional guy, I was angry. I couldn't sleep last night very well. Angry, I'm so angry, I'm so angry that I went to shul today and I remember I said, Take off my, your glasses, you're going to be upset with someone today. And I'm putting that feeling, I just look to the floor, because something will upset me. When you're upset, you're not upset with what happened. You're upset being upset. You're always upset. You didn't sleep, you didn't eat, you bother, your family in Israel don't call you back. Uh, the different rabbi I work with in Israel are not report to me what's going on in your neighborhood. I need to know if you're alive. I need to, scary. Fear 
turn into anger. Remember that. When you're angry, it's because you're afraid. We fear. We walk in the street of New York. I wear a yarmulke. It's not always feel comfortable. So I can either wear a yarmulke and say, who's coming? Or I can wear a yarmulke and be afraid. Two types of personality. Can I imagine that tomorrow, because I wear my yarmulke, a Muslim guy will tell me, I'm sorry for what happened to your country. Can I imagine it? If you cannot imagine it, it will not happen. Because imagination is the strongest, powerful, most powerful thing that the Jewish people had. When they went 40 years in the desert, you know what God is telling the plain side? You know what he reward them for? Yermiao, in the book of Yermiao, the book of Jeremiah. He say like that. You want, you want to know why I'm gonna, always going to reward you, the Jewish people? He say, Zacharti lach chesed neoraich ahavat klulotaich lechtech acharai bamidbar be'eretz lo zruah. You know what it means in the translation? God said to the people of Israel, you want to know why I'm taking care of you? Because you walk with me in the desert, the Eretz Lozuabili, I gave you nothing. And you still walk behind me, God said? For that, I pay a lot. You walk behind me. You walk with me. When I give you nothing, I give you 40 years that you see all your grandfather dying in the desert. No hope. Even your leader, Moses, died. Aaron died. Miriam and Nevi'ah died. Everybody died. Korach spoke bad. He died. You're just the children and the grandchildren. And you still walk with me? With your Yeshua? Aha! I remember those things because that's what love means the most. Not when things are good. When things are terrible. Last thing, you know, before, and then we're going to do a short meditation and pray. When I do wedding, chupa, so there is the part before the breaking of the cup. And every rabbi has his line, you know, what's the line, what to say, what to say. You know, the ring is the same, Kodeshet, you know, the same, Edim, Ketuba, everything is the same. But the cup, the rabbi is open to come up with stories. Some rabbi like to talk a lot. I used to be one of those until my children told me, please, it's long. It's the people want the wedding. Give it three minutes and goodbye. So before the breaking of the cup, I look at the two, the, the people, I say, the, the husband and wife. I said, listen, it will be a moment when this cup that is broken will look better than your relationship. It'll be, you, you have to prepare. It's going to be terrible. She will disagree with you. He will disagree with you about nonsense. You're going to fight about pencil. You're going to fight about what happened to the scissor that you put in the drawer. You will fight about the food is salty or not. You're going to fight. That's what love mattered in that moment. Zacharti lachesed neoraich, ahavat klulotaich, lechtech acharai bamidbama. When you walk in the desert with me, be'eretz lo zrua, when there is nothing going on. That's what matters. So in love, it's not how much you love someone, but they're nice to you, they give you amentushes or donuts or, or Passover invitation. No, 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 no. When they're not into you. When they don't even know your name. When you come to them and say, Shana Tova, and say, well, you look familiar. What's your name? That's an insult. That's a rejection. Love them even more. That's your test. It's not their test. It's your test. Love them even more. When you're able to do that tuk tzavot, then there is achdut. When there is achdut, there's nothing that can happen to Am Israel. God has promised us this. You give me unity. I give you everything you want. Where do we learn it from? Parashat Noach. Pashat Noach, when they built the tower, and when they did the tower, say, Bilbel Sfatam. God confused their language. Why? Because when there is unity among people, God said, even I cannot hurt them. Unity is the strongest thing that holds us together. Please, what I'm asking you, in the next few weeks, we need to do that. When you see somebody in the street, stop. If you know them from the synagogue, if somebody bothering the synagogue, sit next to them. Sit next to them. Go, go, go sit next to them. Don't worry. It will not bother them. Maybe they have something they want to tell you. If you see somebody with yamaka, say Shabbat Shalom. Say Chak Sameach. Say, how are you? Do you have a place to eat? Don't be cold. Meaning, go out of your way. If somebody is across the street, cross the street for them and say, how are you? I don't know you. It's Shabbat. You, you, you have a place where to stay. You have a place where to eat. We have to bring it back. When we bring this power back, you're untouchable. 
But if we are losing that thing because I'm comfortable in my house, my apartment is kind of nice, and all this, can't do that. There's room for the snake to come and manipulate our brain to hate. And that's really what it's all about. I want to see if, uh, last thing I want to say, some of you ask, some people send me a lot of messages today, why, why there is such a separation between nation, between people and all this and that, and all this uh, idea of separation. Separation is needed. Evil is needed very much. Problem is needed. Do you know why? Did they ever think about why problem is, why do we need problem? Why need separation? The explanation that there is no evolution without ups and downs. If everything is up, what are you doing here? It's perfect life. You cannot add anything. When a baby starts walking, the father, the mother walk away from him. The baby is falling and crying. I ah, start crying. We're going back to the baby. We lift him up and then we run away from the baby. Why you do that? Why are you torturing the baby? For the seeking evolution of walking. You can start walking. Walking is a, it's a concept that you cannot study later in life. We studied earlier in life. Even today, scientists cannot fully understand how the baby developed from crawling into walking, read about it, it's amazing. So the idea of the parents being tough on the baby, so the baby can walk, that's exactly how it works in the world of evolution. We are, by the way, right now, it's called Ahoraim, the Zohar, and I don't wanna, it's too deep section, that, that's why I didn't wanna talk about it. It's, there is a section called Naase Adam, it's in Zohar Bereshit. And in that Zohar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai himself explained that every Ahoraim have a panim. Every problem give birth to an amazing miracle. What we're going on right now in Israel, that's the worst for me as Israeli, the worst time ever we experience. More than Yom Kippur war, more than 48, more than six day war, more than 82, Shlomo Galil, more, more than everything. More than any terror attack combined. That Ahoraim is so big, it's so big that it has to give birth to something greater than our imagination. And for this, I would like to make a prayer with you. Every one of you got a digital prayer, I think, that, right, everybody have the digital, you all scan the digital thing? Yes? It will be a short prayer that we're gonna do together, please. Yes, you have the digital. If you don't pray by heart, I don't mind it. Where, where they scan, they don't know where to scan. Okay, you can go to Debbie and scan and then we're gonna do the pray together for Am Israel. You all know Dana Bekor, it's by heart, right? It's easy, you know Dana Bekor by heart? No, okay. Okay, it's a simple pray. I will explain about the pray, why, why this parasha. Rabbi Lechunia ben Akana, the Tana, the Tana Rabbi Lechunia ben Akana, took the few verses in Bereshit in the beginning, and he contained, he took that energy, and he put it into Hebrew letter. And that Hebrew letters actually creating whatever you want to create. So every time you're stuck in a certain situation, and you want to create a better situation, that's business not going as well. You say this pray. Because that prayer is activating a better sin. It's a better sin for business, a better sin for a relationship, a better sin for health. Somebody before the lecture, I had a meeting with somebody who came to pray here. And unfortunately, his daughter went to a tough surgery. So he looked at me and said to me, can you please give me a Dvar Torah? Give me something just to motivate me. And I gave him that Dvar Torah. He was very happy. He's a rabbi in Lakewood. Uh, those of you who know Lakewood, wherever it is, Anna Bekoach has a lot of secret in it. There's about 300 pages explanation on Anna Bekoach. It's a frequency and sequence that can even teleport your body from one place to another. Unfortunately, we forbidden to do so. If you want to do that, that's on your own. I can tell you the book. The book called Shoshia Shemot by Rabbi Moshe Zechuta, who's buried in the northern part of Italy. He was the teacher of the Arizal. And in this book, it teach how to use Anna Bekoach 
in to teleport yourself from this physical domain to another. Again, I'm not recommending you should do that. Don't even try. But I know there's some people like mysticism and they love to go into it. Um, but just saying it as a prayer, it's a wonderful thing to do. So we're going to start. First, let's practice saying it together. And then we're going we're gonna to be in a group of we have five guys, I think, about five guys and the girls. In a second, we're going to be in, or six guys, we're going to be in circle. And we're going to do it together. So first, we're going to do practice to make sure everybody knows how to say those words, okay? There's seven verses. The main thing, I don't know if it's appear on that electronic thing that you got. There is something that appear on the side, Aleph Bet Gimel Yutaf Tzadik. Do you have it there? No, you don't have it. Okay, that's not a problem. Not a problem. We're just going to say it first together, and then we take it to the next level, okay? So the first verse, let's say it together, make sure that we pronounce the words correctly. I will do the best I can to help. Okay, the first word is Ana, Bekoach, Gedulat, Yeminecha, Tatir, Tserura. Your Hebrew is excellent. You see that the R is the difficult one. Very good. Now the second verse, Kabel, Rinat, Amecha, Sagvenu, Taharenu, Nora. You're doing great with the Resh. Third verse, Na, Gibor, Dorshe, Yehudecha, Kevavat, Shamrem. Very good. Now we go into the fourth verse, Barkem, Taharem, Rahabe, Tzitkatecha, Tamid, Gamlem. I'm going fifth. Hasin, Kadosh, Beror, Tufcha, Nael, Adatecha. Now we're going to sixth verse. Yahid, Ge'e, Le'amcha, Pene, Zohre, Kedushatecha. You did great on Kedushatecha. Very good. Now we're going to the seventh verse. Shavatenu, Kabel, Ushma, Tsa'akatenu, Yodea, Ta'alumot. The last verse you can say silently by yourself. Now we're going to form a group of men and women, but before we do that, just remember, when we say that filah, when we say that filah, you can actually, we're not going to teleport the body, nobody knows how to do it, but we can teleport the mind through this filah into Israel. And please just give energy of the creator. Don't choose, I want them to kill. It's not going to work. This filah works when you bring the light of the creator to the situation. And let the light of the creator decide what to do. The light will know what to do in Gaza. The light will know what to do in Eretz Israel. The light know what to do with everybody. But we will do it while we're standing with your permission. If the guys can come to me and the girls, uh, please form a circle here. Don't be shy. Come, come, come. And the people at home on YouTube, I didn't forget about you. You do it at home. You do it at home too. You, you, you practice it. We send you the digital and we're going to do it together. And please, we're sending energy to Eretz Israel for peace, for love, and for harmony. Okay? If you don't shy to hug, we can hug. Don't cover the camera. Just come, come next to me. All right? Don't be shy to hold each other. And please, you can hold the phone so you can say that filah together. Tell me when you're ready. Yeah, take your time. I call the seder. Just ahava. Remember, it's all about ahava. We are here to love. And we are here to inject love into the world. Ready? Ready? Okay, first uh, uh, verse, chesed. Ana bekoach gedulat yeminecha tatir tzerura. Second verse. Kabel rinat amecha sagvenu tarenu nora. Third verse. Na gibor doshe yechudecha kevavat shamrem. Fourth verse. Barkem tarem rachamet zikatecha tamid gamlem. Fifth verse. Chasim kadosh berov tuvcha nael adatecha. Sixth. Yachid ge'e le'amcha pene zochre kedushatecha. And seventh verse. Shavatenu kabel ushmat zakatenu yodea ta'alumot. Say the last verse silently. Do stay together. And please close your eyes and imagine that your spirit, your soul, your ruach neshama, your nefesh ruach neshama is traveling to Eretz Israel right now. 
like a beam of light that we put light in all the area that needed. It's around Gaza, it's around the northern part of Israel, Yerushalayim, all over Israel. We put light there because those verses are so powerful, they become Merkavot. Merkavot are chariot to carry that intention and light and blessing that we're putting. So just one minute standing together and injecting this light to Earth Israel. Peace, harmony, and love, and protection. Imagine a good picture, not a bad picture. Inject positivity, please. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. 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 Did you see it? Thank you. for the people at home and YouTube making the effort. I know it's not an easy time for you. I hope we inject some positive energy for all of you. Thank you.